You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Right. You're the Falcon. Do something. <laughs> Motherfucker. Winter Soldier could have been like, man, it's fucking chilly to kill. <laughs> Just do like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah, puns. puns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Couch Bro Tatoes. We're back in our usual form now. I'm Alex. This is Cap, and pour one out for your homeboy, New Jack. Oh, poor Rest bastard. in peace. No, rest in hell. Rest fuck in hell. I know it. <laughs> New Jack for the WWE, whatever the fuck. It was ECW, ECW or whatever. He's a piece but of shit. He should have been in jail. Straight to hell. Yeah, he should have died in jail. <laughs> and we got Morrison with us. Yes. Yeah, Morrison, <laughs> yes. He was not a fan of New Jack. Nah, and nah. if you actually if you want to hear Morrison's opinions on New Jack, mm-hmm. dig back early, early into this podcast stream and the Patreon and we uh, we did a couple one off shows called what, Inside the Ring? Something yeah. it was yeah, inside the ring. It's in our yeah. archives and yeah, we it's in our whole- yeah, it's it's, la- it's labeled as such in the Patreon. If you go to the Patreon website instead of just listening to the uh the rss stream if you go in there you can search the tags and uh, yeah we we actually did a whole episode on new jack they started a whole uh, new season of dark side of the ring and i've been catching up on that mm-hmm. they got a, a two-part series on brian pillman do you know uh, his story at all chris Mm-mm. he uh the big thing around it was he was kind of playing angles with Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff, the two guys that ran the the rival wrestling TV companies in the 90s to where he could, you know, build his stock and, you know, whoever he uh, winds up becoming a big heel with, he was going to get the bigger payday. So he was playing all all those kind of angles and then gets in a really fucking serious car accident and it fucking kills his career. Damn. Yeah. Here's how much New Jack was to fucking wrestling. His action figure went up a dollar. (laughs) <laughs> that was his whole thing at the end of the doc too where he's just like I got a fucking toy and motherfucking Toys R Us hey, look, did you see what it did to his face what look at the face. see it kind well, of so uh, you describe the this is an audio medium so yeah, what's they, up with the face yeah they got the uh, got the, the dents in his forehead the, and all the that too in his forehead yeah it's yeah. there yeah in the action figure but, like, well, they, good. but they drew it too on that fucking thing I that's like, funny you yeah. have to draw it like God, it's well, like I, him. I, I'm doing as, the, as a wrestling fan. I would hope it would have the den in there, you know. But like, you would just bash his fucking head in constantly. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher's is probably the most intense forehead. Yeah, it's like you could like fit a coin in between his scars. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it is textured. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love it. No, it but I come with an NWA album. I'm pissed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this episode will not be about New Jacks. No need to go back through all that again. We are going to be talking about our nerd soap operas. This time, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the second outing from Disney in their Marvel TV series. What you call it? Intro music. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. And it just shows all the people they killed. Right. <laughs> 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and of course, we're going to go through this episode by episode, but a good way to go ahead and just kick this off is uh, general thoughts. What were you guys' uh, overall thoughts of the series? It was I. I liked it. I really did. Yeah. I, I liked it about as much as WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. I think, because uh, I was looking for all the small stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, you know, just going into it, mm-hmm. you know, going to the first episode, they brought back GSP, mm-hmm. uh, George St. Pierre. Yeah. Um, because that's, he's the only, mo- <laughs> if you think about it, he's the only bad guy to appear more than once in Marvel properties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He bore, he bore, well, well, Crossbones did. Yeah. Crossbones died within like five minutes. He's this guy, it, this guy showed up quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I loved that because mm-hmm. he's such a, first of all, it's G- George St. Pierre. He's an actual fighter. Yeah. It was. And like, he went toe to toe with Captain America. Then he went toe to toe with Falcon. Went toe to toe with Winter Soldier. That's oh yeah, bad. and Zemo. Yeah. Zemo's returned. Yeah. So that guess that'd be another guy. Yeah, yeah. but like action wise, like minor, minor. Like he's such a minor character. Like yeah, he yeah. pull up his name on the internet. Like I think his name's like Jumper or Leaper or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's such a like a what the fuck character from Hydra, you know. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, for me, I think. I enjoyed WandaVision a little more than oh, this yeah. one. Um, I I still thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh, don't get me wrong. I but for the same reasons you said you enjoyed it, Chris, and I think it's the reason I didn't enjoy this one. And we can talk talk about a little, little bit later on. But I was looking for details, and I was getting details. And then as episodes went along, I started going, wait. Yeah. Mm. And there's like some production stuff we can talk about too uh, as we start going on in the episodes. That was, I was also going to make a little bit more sense. But yeah, to me, this one just, I don't know. It felt like it had a lot more potential and could have been great, but shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I see it more as a jumping off point yeah. between two movies. Oh, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the Winter Soldier in-game jump to Phase 4. Four? Yeah, mm-hmm. phase four. four. Now, now we don't have a Steve Rogers well, Captain America. Five. I think it's phase five now. Oh fuck. Yeah, whatever. Well, Hell you know no. what I'm saying? Like it's it's two characters by themselves who mm-hmm. are very iconic, especially the Falcon. Uh with the Winter Soldier, you know, the storyline is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, the dynamic of changing from bad to good. Yeah. But it's a good jump at off point to set up, you know. What what's been going on since Endgame? You know? Yeah, why, 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 you know Wanda, you know she's got her own thing going on. You know mm-hmm. when she lost her fucking shit, and, <laughs> and you're trying to move a Captain America narrative forward without yeah, Steve Rogers. You still need it. You still need him because you yeah. still need that that symbol. And but that's what it, all it is now at this point. Know. Yeah, and, and honestly, and, and I don't know. I felt like I was going to say something before that, and then as soon as I had my chance to say it, I completely forgot it. Oh, well. Um, It'll come back to me. It it certainly will come back to me, and that's a good enough starting point for us. Go ahead and just jump into Episode 1, New World Order. And, uh, yeah, exactly as uh, they were talking about, uh, Sam is uh, not too sure about the uh, shield, decides Mm -hmm. to turn it into the government, who immediately flips it around and puts it on display. And I hate that. Yeah, no, that's as soon as that happened, as soon I was as like, that whole fuck. episode started, I'm just like, no, he gave it to you, you dumb fuck. Yeah, he literally it. gave it to you. Then he turned to gold dust, and it's like gold dust disappeared into the ether, <laughs> and you're just like, 
well, I guess I'll just turn it in. And I'm like, fuck you. I Iron don't, Man should have ripped your fucking wings off. I don't, <laughs> I don't need this responsibility. I'm going back to Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Delacroix. They should, one line of dialogue would have fixed it. He's like, but I'm not even good enough to fight the Spider-Man. <laughs> and you fought the Spider-Man, but I can't. If he shows up in this show, he'll kick both our asses. <laughs> because be that's, like, simple, hey that, that's what's crazy about the rock, paper, scissors of fucking Marvel. It's like, oh, he could go against, you know, Red Skull, Thanos, he can hold ham- or the hammer. No. And, like, you got your ass kicked by the Winter Soldier in, like, your movie mm-hmm. for, like, a good solid 30 minutes. Yeah. And, but Spider-Man <laughs> can fuck him up. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of power dynamic is in the Marvel Universe? Next, you're going to tell me Squirrel Girl is going to show up at the show and kill the Hulk. Like, Probably, because I think Squirrel Girl is supposed to have like some of the strongest powers currently in the comics. Yeah, she's like the Omni fucking... Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like above Captain Marvel and Thanos and everyone yeah, at this Thanos, point. So yeah. She goes toe-to-toe with Wolverine. It's hilarious. <laughs> Covers them in squirrels. So, so, so you continue phases. Just make the bosses just infinitely, you know, more invincible. And you it's not like WandaVision where the bad guy's not revealed. Mm-hmm. We know the bad guy. And, like, I accept it as the the beginning. I accept it more as, like, okay, this is how they're going to introduce the new Captain America. Right. And I guess, you know, you can make your main character look like a pussy, I guess. <laughs> I don't like that. You know? Yeah. Because he's, he's not. He's a... He fought constantly mm-hmm. ever since he showed up. Yeah, and he's hold his he's held his own. Same, same with Winter Soldier. We're talking about talking about Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just don't see him giving it up. No, and, and honestly, I mean, they gave him good reasoning later on. Mm-hmm. They kind of explained his reasoning as episodes went on, but the the reasonings within the moment of episode one fell yeah. very flat i didn't I, yeah. i'm right with y'all now and that did feel a little odd and, and i'm surprised the fucking uh pep talk from roadie still didn't do anything and that was a pretty cool cameo just yeah. getting um yeah, roadie in there at least for the like a cameo yeah don Cheadle was just kind of in and out wasn't he yeah well, his war machine. He's got broken legs. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and that's also when the uh, the big showdown on the plane happens. Uh, oh yeah, with that Falcon. Whole, that whole sequence was pretty cool. Oh yeah, it, it, I liked it because it was the, it felt like it was the first time uh, fight coordinators really thought about the Falcon suit. Mm-hmm. And how he can really use it in battle, oh, and like yeah, the, the way the he whole... was like using it to like launch himself and then uses a shield. Mm-hmm. It's like there's it some fucking awesome moments on oh, those yeah, fights. They, they, they really created him a little bit more dynamic mm-hmm. because these characters aren't immortal. Yeah, unlike the other ones, you know, <laughs> like, right. who live forever. They, they're not the Spider Man. <laughs> the Spider Man. The Spider Man <laughs> is a villain. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a... any insect based man is the devil. <laughs> but uh, I, I like this. Uh, one thing I do like about this show is that it's uh, kind of like uh, how uh, they did the Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hell's Kitchen, street heroes and things yeah. like that. This is kind of like the Marvel version of it. Sure, they can fly and, you know, punch yeah. holes through walls, but it's still, you know, they're, uh, I don't want to say B-Squad, but, you know, below Captain like America they, and all that. Yeah. Look into the villains of this. The villains are the Flag Smashers, mm-hmm. yeah. which, yep. which in the original comics was one dude. Yeah. Uh, the Flag Smasher, who was just terrible. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I thought that was pretty cool the way they did it is they made it a group of people instead yeah, of just super, an individual. Superpower assholes. Yeah, yeah. At no point, but when they did that, at no point uh, did no one be like, hey, you remember that uh, that drunk bitch in Hell's Kitchen who can like launch a motherfucker in space? Jessica Jones? Yeah. Or Luke Cage, the bulletproof black guy in Harlem? 
are they part of it too? Like, honest, and like, and I was just like, where's the dynamic of being rounded up these people? And just like, <laughs> well, to be honest, those Netflix series, until we actually see proof of them wrapping it in, they've they've stated that all of that is not canon to that what sucks. happens in the movies because it still works. <laughs> we'll see uh, Vincent well, yeah. D'Onofrio Kingpin talk to fucking. Uh... We'll see that, that's <laughs> well, that's why they were smart when they were making those Netflix shows. They were very careful to not even cross pollinate or even mention anything from either or that well, they way they, the, the, agents of shield don't count well no, no, no the, the, i'm talking about the netflix shows mm-hmm. mention the events of avengers right because the only thing that can go through luke cage are bullets made by the hammer organization made from alien tech mm-hmm. by the chitauri from the first movie yeah but, but i don't think they were they, they weren't so on the nose of like the avengers fought in new york city against the chitauri it was always like it's the very incident it's and, very subtle yeah, exactly enough to where they could easily scrub it out yeah. but at the same time if uh feige decides okay we're gonna make it part of the canon now it's like all of a sudden okay oh yeah the well, incident was the new york they're not gonna do what they did with Zack Snyder, you know, yeah, where they pretty much just canceled his whole uh, thing. Like he's done. Like no more Zack Snyder DC movies. Right. Period. <laughs> yeah. Well, suppose there, there's even suppose, we're supposed to be talking Falcon Winter Soldier, but I'll just quick side comics. Note. Quick, yeah, yeah, comics. Uh, supposedly, uh, Warner DC is trying to work out a deal with HBO to where they're since the Flashpoint movie is really going to push the multi universe thing, and they're even bringing mm-hmm. back fucking Michael Keaton Batman and shit yeah. like that. That they're trying to get it to where there's going to be a Snyder verse on HBO, uh, and they're going to continue the Snyder verse over there, and then they're going to continue the current universe with um, Robert Pattinson and everything else over here, and then with the Flashpoint movie, give it a chance to where everyone can kind of cross pollinate. That way, everyone is part of the family. Yada yada yada. I just want my standalone Batman Riddler movie. <laughs> Oh, you want a Batman Riddler movie? Yeah, that's what this new one's supposed to be about, right? Kind of oh, sort of. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were just saying. I thought you were like pulling like a personal nerd pulls. Like, I want a Batman uh, Riddler I'm movie. Well, it's also coming from places like guys. Quit trying to build so many goddamn universes. Yeah, I know. The only thing I'm looking forward to about the Robert Pattinson movie is like the Riddler being like that last showdown. Oh, solve this riddle. He just says fuck this and just starts that's whooping right. his ass and just like doesn't stop for the stop. Like all the credits are rolling, he's still just like beating the fuck out, like teeth going out. He's getting teeth stuck in his knuckles. There's like you want some bone answers. Fracture. You want some answers. It looks like the Hulk like eating a taco. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, uh, the Flag Smashers uh, believing that things were better during the blip. Which this is when things kind of started falling apart for me. And I was hoping they were going to kind of explain it better, and they never really did. So basically, what they the thing the Flag Smashers seemed to be pissy about. And correct me if I'm wrong. Was People came back from the blip and wanted to go back to their regular lives. So yeah. the people that replaced the people in the blip were being relocated. And they got pissy because yeah, they were so, being relocated. So th- It's kind of a thinking band's, I guess, storyline. Because yeah. you have to like, assume. Think about it. For five years, half mm-hmm. the people you know are gone. Yeah. Half armies are decimated. No, you know, Half cops, half governments, you know, everyone. Free and clear. Yeah. I can imagine in that world, borders are erased, mm-hmm. especially temporarily. And then five years later, you're like, hey, you know, I tried to survive in a world where there's half people, you know, that means half hospitals, half security measures, you know. If it, what, you're not, it says that like, 
they're trying to be realistic with like the uh, psych- psychological yeah. adjustments. Well, yeah, for you know, for the first like six months, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, because you're like, oh fuck, I can't go to the hospital because ha- there's nobody really at the hospital. <laughs> Probably, you know, they're half staffed. Uh, you know, security forces are decimated. Like I said, but, but, yeah. but, all, but yeah, not really a uh, focused uh, you know no. agenda or anything like that. But within that five years, you're thinking like, oh fuck, if you're in a shithole, you know, area of the world, you're like, oh man, no one's really stopping me. From leaving my poverty, <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a really young character too, the leader yeah, of the Flag they, Smashers. They, 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 they imply that they're from somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah, which is great because that's where uh, all the villains. Well, they be. they robbed a bank in Switzerland, so yeah. yeah. Uh, but I could imagine you know that being just a shock, though. You know, people you knew five years ago just come back, and now they want all their shit back. Yeah, it's like motherfucker, I worked hard to survive, especially in that part of the world. Mm. You know, I'm going to keep it this way, and not only that, now I have abilities to protect myself. And it was yeah. just, and it was just one flag smasher in the comics. Yeah, he was a guy, but his his agenda was just like fuck Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a completely different thing. They he, they rewrote it for this. I'm pretty series. sure he got beat to death. <laughs> yeah, that that was more or less just another you know Hitler esque you know anti American. He was anti. He gotcha. was anti Cop, Copy paste, fucking you yeah. know superhero narrative. Yeah, he was anti like countries coming together. Gotcha. Yeah, he so. wanted to get rid of countries, you know, but make an open border constant. Gotcha. But, but we talk about you know how the flag smashers were kind of like you know well, we don't know how they are how how we feel about them as villains. But the guy that plays uh, the new Captain America, John Walker, John Walker, that's Kevin. Uh, that's a, Wyatt. It's not. Is it Wyatt? Is that his name? Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, Kurt that's, Russell's so, kid. Yeah. And he, he was pre- an Overlord. Remember the movie Overlord? I never saw Overlord. You the zombie mm-hmm. Nazis and stuff? I remember it, but I never saw it. He was that. badass in that movie. No, but he plays a pretty good John Walker, and uh, we'll get into you know everything that character yeah, does. because he, he kind of just shows up at the very end. But uh, exactly. the, the last uh, little narrative point in episode one that I want to bring up, and the reason I want to bring up is because it immediately hooked me and drew me in with the show. And it, it gave me the same fucking thing it did with WandaVision, which was as soon as like episode two wrapped up on WandaVision and I really started kind of getting a feel for, oh, this is going to be a mental trauma show. Oh, boy, they're going to fuck me up by the end of this show. Same thing happened here with Bucky's side plot Um, they showed him a flashback of him still being a mercenary Mm -hmm. and shooting this kid and then flips back to current day and he's hanging out with this old man at the bar and you come to find out that the reason he's hanging out with the old man is because that is the father of the son that he killed years ago and as soon as I saw that fucking photo I I felt it well up in my throat and not for it being in the moment but I'm just like these motherfuckers are gonna murder me by the end of this series because something's gonna happen. He's gonna have to tell them what it was, or the old man's gonna find out. This is gonna be emotional. I ain't ready for this. That's what Disney writers do. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of was like when he had his little list, his little book. Yeah, and he was going through it, and uh, he, he sees that lady in the parking lot, and he. I thought, is he? Gonna, is he gonna rip her head off? I know. I was, I was like, I'm for a second because he got he got back to the Winter Soldier look, uh, and he just like. I'm and, and, it's like, oh shit. And I do have to say, every scene of him with the therapist was fantastic. Oh, like the, the fucking word gymnastics they were oh. throwing at each other were great. I like how his facial expression just does not change. Yeah, the, the Seba- entire series. Sebastian Stan is a great actor and he and he really shined through on this series. It's kinda like uh it's kinda robotic and he has a robotic arm, but that kinda adds to yeah. it, you know? 
Why I don't wolf, know. man. White Wolf. Nah, that's, and, and I liked uh, coming from an editor, filmographer guy. I liked the way they shot the um, uh, all the scenes with the therapist mm. because it started with big wide shots. But every time she had asked a pressing question, the camera would get closer to him. Yeah. And it's like you were getting that visual feeling of claustrophobia and zooming in on a problem. And it's like to the point where, you know, there was moments where you could all like the therapist's face was like blurred out. and You could just like kind of see her lips moving. And then you would just see like, you know, Bucky's eyes just kind of looking around. It was really kind of gave you that feeling he was in the moment. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that part. Nice. Then, uh, yeah, so episode two, uh, go ahead and pops on Alpha. Walker appears on Good Morning America, which I thought that was pretty funny. And that was the moment I knew I'm fully disconnected from today's society and what's popular because I didn't recognize any of those motherfuckers representing Good Morning America. And I'm sure they actually were part of Good Morning America. I don't really remember that scene that much. Like I remember, like I'm just it was. It was at the, really it was at the football to... stadium uh, when he made yeah. his big reveal, and they had you know, the Captain marching band. Shot for shot, it works out great because they show it from the back end uh-huh. to give you that feeling that this is fake. Yeah, this is not real. Because mm-hmm. what are you not supposed to see when you're watching a show like a? Yep, you're not supposed to see the back end. Nope, you're not it's supposed all, to all, see here. The... It's like you're not supposed to see behind the stage. Yep. Yeah. But but and, what was the first thing we get? Oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. You are Captain America. Just go out there and sell it. Just go out there and sell it. And then you see you put on the fake smile and go out. And at that moment, that's when I started getting that vibes. I was like, ooh. He ain't right. We're going to be getting a little bit of a mild version of the boys. Because as soon as I realized it was John Walker, new Captain America, I was like, ooh, that motherfucker is brutal in the comics. Like He carries a gun. That's like Captain ask. America with a gun. <laughs> you what? Captain America carried a gun. Yeah, but but like for this version, it's no. going to be Captain America plus a gun. Well, I, remember, I grew up reading a lot of his stuff, like U.S. Agent, Yeah, when he becomes a bad guy. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> no, he... He is a roided out asshole. <laughs> it's like the uh, they want a new Captain America, but you know, in order to tell a different want, story, they want an American American. Captain. Yeah, they want their version of America. Kind of playing, mm-hmm. kind of sort of playing with you know, you know I, I current saw, cultures and things like that. Instead of like making a new shield or something like that, and they gave him the new, the old one. I was like, man, that's a fucking slap of the face to old Falcon. <laughs> right. And then uh, speaking of, that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> and then speaking of Falcon. Um, Basically, immediately after Bucky gets back in contact with Falcon, and he's just like, "Bro, why the fuck did you give up that shield? You're a dick." Yeah, <laughs> and even he starts giving him shit because he's just like, "Look, I had a relationship with Cap. You know, he's like, you know, he gave that to you. He saw something in you, yeah. motherfucker. You know, it's just like, fuck off." And then, uh, yeah, eventually uh, accompanies them down to a Munich, uh, and where they meet up with the flags, flag smashers and their leader, uh, Carly Monahue. Yeah. Um, because they're stealing a shipment of medicine. Yeah. And oh, yeah. this is the moment in which I want to point out writing flaws. What was the what was that medicine for? It's the super serum, right? No. No. No, it was medicine for like all right, so you, we'll, we'll we'll get to that episode, but you know like all these little hangouts they go to. Mm-hmm. You got to remember to them they're not terrorists. They're freedom fighters. So they're right. going to do what freedom fighters do. They're going to steal money and medicine. Right. And give it to the people that are being displaced. Right. But, but and that's they're, why they're loved. But but they were saying they were like vaccines yeah. and stuff like that. What, what are they curing? What are they fixing? Well, it could be a vaccine for anything that, you know, we have the flu vaccine here, but it could be a flu vaccine that, 
you know, that other parts of the world don't get, you know. Right. But do they go back to that plot at all? Well, do no, they ever talk no, about you, needing you, medicine or a remedy for anything again? No, because it's it's a it's a commodity. They treat it like a commodity. Well, so I understand where you're getting at. I have like info here. I'm just trying to reveal it. I'm just trying to lead it in where that was an abandoned plot point. So they actually were trying to wrap a virus narrative in with this show. And part of the Flag Smashers deal was they were trying to take some of the medications in order to help their own kind because people coming back from the blip were getting priority treatment. Yeah. And that was part of the reason they also had a hatred and distaste for the borders and everything else because all of a sudden the borders are coming back up people are getting sick and they're not distributing the wealth well enough so that's yeah. when they started now but that makes they kind of, that kind of makes them right mm. yeah it well, makes them exa sympathetic exactly it makes it for a better narrative all of this was shot before covid yeah so they had to retool episodes and they had to yeah. cut out entire plot points and another part to show with that it may be in the next episode but I, we may wind up skipping it by the time it gets to that point but when they meet up with the doctor by the time Zemo gives them the frame they meet up with the doctor and they're uh, interrogating him or asking him questions in his lab they said that she died of tuberculosis when he says that right as he's about to say she died of tuberculosis it cuts away from his face and that is a classic editing trick, which means if you didn't see the mouth say it, they didn't say it in the moment, and that's ADR voiceover. Like, that's almost like for a cue fact, especially because they were like on his face the entire time. They clipped to fucking the Falcon just walking around looking at nothing that wound up coming into play. It was like just a B shot, B roll. Mm. So they clipped that in, had some ADR saying tuberculosis, and then clips right back to the motherfucker talking again. Nah, that doesn't really ruin it for me. It doesn't ruin it for me, but it's in moments though. when I'm sitting here paying attention to details going, what's this vaccine for? And then we don't even revisit it later. Those are the moments where it almost feels like I'm like, ah, why am I even paying attention to the detail? Yeah, the, the, that, that, the vaccine doesn't even show up at all again. Fuck. Just, well, you gotta, I understand from the producer standpoint, you got to be timely with something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, especially at the fucking end of this show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, it's simple, you know, hey, the bad guys are taking stuff that's not theirs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I understand why they kept that part in. And it was a good, uh, estab and that was also a very good establishing fight because John Walker and his buddy show up mm -hmm. trying to help out. And they're terrible. And not only are they terrible, but they're he's really trying to pretend like he's Captain America and like talking to Bucky and Falcon like they're already teammates and they've gone we through this before. Buddy yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like fuck you and dude the entire time i will say too this show was excellent at building tension because mm -hmm. the entire time i felt so uncomfortable watching him fight with them because yeah. i'm just like ah oh, i know there is like you can see it in their faces they're like we're assisting you because you are helping us fight the bad guy but i really don't want you involved right now it's like it's like when you're trying to push your car out of a ditch and then it's like the neighbor you really don't like comes over to start helping you're like thanks for the extra hand but great now i have to fucking talk to you what i had what i had a problem with, the problem i had with walker was he wasn't 
he's not there physically. Like, he is not on par with mm. those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he's just a regular human. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just a war dude. He's just a man. Yeah. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't have But that's why Hydra agents get blown the fuck to pieces very yeah, quickly. exactly. Because they're not gods from, from hell, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they're not a Spider-Man. <laughs> they're, not, they're not human monsters. Oh, second point. Second point about this show. Spider-Man could have wrapped all this up within like a week. <laughs> yeah. With his insects and his Ant-Mans. Again, this is the street level, like the B-Squad. Oh, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, that's cool. We get you know, some B-side story. Yeah. But... I would have loved it if they had done, you know, like a quick flashback of mm-hmm. them, being, or like a setup, like, "Hey, we got the shield back. We've been planning this program for a while," and them like injecting him with something yeah, yeah, yeah. on par with those flag smashers. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, get him to the ability to fight. You know, yeah. make him a threat. You know, make well, him honestly, a, a villainous, uh, not even a villainous, a threat to anyone who tries to stop him. Yeah. And he's not there. And, and, well, I think for the fact that he's not there makes it even better because it, it opened it up for a window of something that I wish they had done, and I'll talk about it in a little bit later. But, uh, but the one of the other bits I didn't want to make sure we skipped over, uh, but this is also when they travel out to Baltimore to visit Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. So this is when Isaiah gets brought into the picture. Who is a veteran super soldier. Yes, and which we find out, uh, true to original Marvel Comics lore, uh, was the very first Captain America, the first man to receive the super soldier serum and survive. Yeah. And that was a very interesting story to kind of go down because as a comics fan, I had heard about it. I remembered when they were kind of bringing out the Isaiah Bradley storyline, but that wasn't when I was paying too much of a close attention to comics and the people around me were just bitching because it was just like, oh, they're just trying to rewrite history, yada, yada, yada. So I didn't pay much attention to it and instead of, you know, actually looking at, you know, the fact that it was a good story. So I thought that was cool they brought that in and made it oddly timely with what was going on in society. Like that mm-hmm. was actually a pretty well-timed move yeah the narrative was uh that he was uh it was buried in history yeah the fact that he was the first uh captain america because the- society wouldn't accept a black captain america exactly the history aspect is true yeah and it was that kind of like how it was portrayed in, in the comics with his story yeah well it's like absolutely uh, yeah. a lot more brutal oh, it's right like, it, you know it's it's timely for the fact that there is a like true stories of 30s and 40s america where Soldiers, black soldiers, really pulled out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like the Tuskegee Airmen, yeah, the Red Tails, Mm -hmm. some of the best fucking pilots we ever had Mm -hmm. until they came home. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, uh, Yeah. but like you know, same in World War One. You know, we had uh, black American soldiers that Mm -hmm. fought that were really on the on the cusp of like going the other way, kind of right because of the way the Germans were right. Um, And he was fighting. uh, And you and you got. I feel for like. It's two, it's two perspectives of the same society. Mm-hmm. The don't even try to go above beyond for these motherfuckers because yeah. they're still going to reject you. Mm-hmm. And then Falcon's like, I'm still going to keep fighting the good fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that two? It's that tide kind of thing where it just right. separates, and you got two perspectives that are right technically. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, what I found interesting too is all with it, it to work off exactly what you said talking about the two perspectives they did 
as a white person saying this, <laughs> I feel that they did a pretty good job representing the different aspects of the black community. Yeah. All within that tiny scene of him between him talking to the kid and then him talking to Isaiah. It showed three separate generations of the way black kids are being raised. And he was really coming from that middle ground. And that was just a really good aspect because I see that a lot personally in society and within friends and, you know, the culture we're in. And it was just kind of nice and refreshing kind of seeing that take being shown to such a large national audience as going to watch something like that. So that was something I at least personally enjoyed from it. I did too. Um but then is we, this the episode where they go to the bank? I was about to ask. Uh, they don't really say in the episode description on Wiki. No, on the uh, on the Wikipedia, they really don't talk too much about um, how Avengers get paid. Well, I was going <laughs> to say they're, 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 not, they're not talking too much about um, the B plot at all, which was um, think, Falcon helping out with uh, his family's boat. Yeah, because I feel like this was at least yeah, in the we'll first couple episodes. That. That was we'll a big, go ahead and that's, talk think, about that. That was a big part of the show, I thought. Yeah, know, even yeah. Even B plot is still big. It part. was still important. You know, because they're struggling. And uh, well, before we head into that, now the very last thing that happens uh, after that, talking to uh, Isaiah Bradley, who follows the Winter, uh, and honestly fought the Winter Soldier in the Korean War. Yeah, wish we had gotten that flashback. That would have been cool as shit. <laughs> the spoilers: there was no flashback for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Barnes is arrested for uh, missing his uh, therapy appointment. But then Walker has him released, and then Barnes immediately suggests to Wilson that they go visit the imprisoned Zemo. Yeah, I love Zemo. Dude. That guy, that guy is such a good actor, and he's oh such a creepy God. motherfucker. In yeah, life. he he was the redeeming. Well, one of the fucking good things in uh, Civil War. That, that I was thinking for a second. Um, yeah. uh, Age of Ultron. I was gonna say redeeming quality of that, but no, he was one of the shining stars in Civil War. And man, I loved every fucking scene with this dude in this series. I love him in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, he played that Nazi. <laughs> he played a Nazi. <laughs> God, yeah, I know he's kind of typecast, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but German, yeah, <laughs> creepy German but, guy. But uh, they go and see him uh, and get him out of jail because uh, he knows a lot of answers to uh, about what to, the flight trying to get a hold of uh, the power broker. That's yep. right. Which rolls into episode three. Which we'll go ahead and pause there. We'll talk about that bit you were talking on, Chris, so we don't uh, miss over it. Right. How Avengers get paid? They don't. No, <laughs> they don't. They live like socialists in a facility. It's a lot of <laughs> quote unquote goodwill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get paid. Apparently, in Tony Stark does doesn't have enough goodwill to go around. Apparently, John Favreau dropped the ball on setting up uh, pitching plans <laughs> for the Avengers. <laughs> Which you would think Tony Stark, you know, being Tony fucking Stark would have been like, oh, dude, you guys are all employees of me. Just, That's uh, just what I was quick thinking. Quick little write-off, like Tony Stark. And Don Sheeta been like showing up like, oh, no, there was a mix-up, blah, blah, blah. The Falcon, you can't really print it on a check, so I got to write it on your real name. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, nah, man, they're all like independent contractors, like WWE God, or some shit. <laughs> you got to fight 365 yeah, days. Go and fight a, a battle in space, but yeah. you know what? You don't get insurance. Yeah. That's out on your ass. <laughs> Honestly, though. Spider Man gets paid less because he's a teenager. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, You're it new. feels like within the Justice League, like. Uh, and fucking Avengers that like either uh, like Batman or Nick Fury slash Tony Stark would be like footing some of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time we ever like talk about you know superhero groups and movies or TV shows or cartoons. You know where there's you know a pay structure or, well, or that's even it, mentioned. You, you don't hear that it, a lot. If you think about it, the the Falcon is in one of the most unique positions out of every Avenger you can think of. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Think about it. Where does Captain America live? New York. Yeah. He lives on a shield facility. Yeah. He doesn't need to go out. <laughs> His family's dead. Bucky lives in Africa. You don't need to go out. Yeah. He's a white wolf of fucking Wakanda. I was going to say, Wakanda had his ass uh, yeah, taken care it. of. Fucking free medicine. Got that prosthetic. You yep. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Same with, Scar- uh, with uh, Black Widow mm-hmm. and Hawkeye. They're fucking government agents. They're spies. Yeah. The Hulk, he travels from place to place like a nomad. And guess what? You know where he gets his stuff? He steals shit. But then you got Wanda. Wanda is an Eastern European immigrant who lives on a shield facility and then dips and magically creates her own stuff. <laughs> she wants an orange, it will appear in her hand. All right, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's she magic socialism. That happens later. <laughs> but but she even talked about in that series being like an immigrant and not knowing what was going on and actually not liking being at the shield base because she felt like a prisoner. And then Tony yeah, was basically but, keeping and her and there. Ant- and then Ant-Man has to go and rob places to get his uh get his nut. The mm-hmm. only thing, Falcon is the only straight-laced motherfucker <laughs> who, has a, who, who has a family who needs money. Peter Parker? Peter Parker can kill people with his <laughs> fucking bare hands. But he doesn't. He, and you he, can say that about any superhero. Daily Falcon, Google. The Falcon, if he kills people, you're going to notice that. The giant man with bird wings <laughs> killing people. Spider-Man. You, like, just like, like, hey, what could you do in the face? No, because Mary Jane. Hey, did you? Go, <laughs> I just no. ripped that man's skin off because I can. Yes. No, because the fucking Falcon would send down Red Wing. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, he's very. It's a very unique character yeah. that needs money. You know what I'm well, saying? I, I I really do throw in Peter Parker with that one, man. That that's always been a trope of his. Uh, but he's the got, you know, his kid Aunt May and, supports him. No, he supports his Aunt no, May. He's got the. Uh, he's got. He's the pizza gig. He's got the well, newspaper. He's got a job, then. Yeah, he's got the Daily Bugle. Right, he has to have a job. The Falcon doesn't have a job. He's yeah, trying to, no, he, he tried to fix a boat. No, to he created a job. He, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Peter has to support Aunt May. Mm. That that's that's part of the added responsibility thing. Ever since Uncle Ben's gone, Aunt May is too old to work, and like they found up you know, some Favre fucking reason supplementing that fucking income <laughs> in some weird way. Happy, happy, happy support. Just give, that gives him an allowance. Gives him an allowance. Beautiful Aunt May. <laughs> Not a whole lot more happens in episode three, except that we get a revisit from Sharon Carter, uh, who's been uh, living as a fugitive on uh, Madripoor. What a weird character, I will say. I know, right? Who, Sharon? Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine? Okay. Her aunt is Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. Before the <laughs> before, before the, the internet, <laughs> before the in- events of Endgame, mm-hmm. during Winter Soldier, she is in a relationship with Steve Rogers. Okay, time travel being a fucky bitch. Um, <laughs> at some point when she's a child, she's mm-hmm. going to see her Aunt Peggy with Steve Rogers. And at no point during this fucking show does she say, I may have fucked my uncle. <laughs> no, she doesn't. And I, I can explain why. It's weird. No, and I can explain why. <laughs> Because at that point, as soon as they jump back in time, that's a branching timeline. Yeah, I understand. So, so when Captain America jumps back into time, the only person that's going to know is actually him. So it's actually kind of reverse. He's going to see baby Sharon, Car- or Sharon Carter and be like... <gasps> oh, when she's a teenager? He's uh-huh. Gonna be like, uh-huh. He's going to be like, whoops. <laughs> that That's who's the perspective that's going to remember. Yeah. She's not going to know when none when of the lies are. Well, nobody's first, perfect. When you shoot... <laughs> She joins, not even Captain America. When she joins <laughs> Shield, Captain America's gonna look at Peggy and be like, "You know what? 
I got something to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't tell you anything about the future or past, but I will say this. No, no, I was pro- not conservative with her. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me you won't get mad. <laughs> Promise me you won't get mad. <laughs> Hey, hon, you want to go to New York? Yeah. Uh, sure. What's today? Uh, September tenth. Uh, no, uh, no. Yeah, sure, no, sure. No, no. no. <laughs> no yeah, sure. Uh, no, t- wait. Sorry, today's the eleventh. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. I can just see him being an asshole, like during like events in history, and like, ah, oh, we're fine. It's never gonna happen. It's like end of the world type, like eighty shit. So yeah. he's like, he's like, y'all got this. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then the only other thing that really happens uh, at that point is um, uh, Carter stays behind and Wilson promises to get her pardoned. Uh, the Flag Smashers raid and bomb the uh, Global uh, Respiration Council, the uh, uh, GRC camp. Uh, that's why, that, and that was the other thing. That one guy was just like, you just fucking blew up that building. She's like, I fucking had to do what I had to do, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> get some nuts on you, she, motherfucker. She, she's, she's gone the extra, extra mile because why? She's immortal. Yeah. She's just a mortal person. She has to do some nasty shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. dur- and during some of all this time, because a uh, bounty hunter is attacking, and then uh, Zemo uh, fucking fuck us, goes and fucks off and goes into hiding again. Oh, yeah, that- uh, the bounty hunters from Wakanda? Yeah. I love that. Well, fight. I was going to say, well, Barnes goes searching for him while uh, just goes looking for him. And at that point, the fucking Wakanda girl, she's like, give me Zemo. Yeah, we really want Where the guy. fuck is he? Yeah, and then click. <laughs> That's the end of episode three. Yeah, so then we roll into episode four and we say, uh, they start talking about uh, Wakanda's want uh, Zemo for uh, killing T'Chaka. I will, yeah. I will say this. The fight scene is very well done and this is why I think Walker really fits in because mm-hmm. he comes at it like a fucking moron. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Uh, That's in a few episodes. But but, whole, so we'll get there. But the uh, Wakanda, pause it. Wakandans <laughs> are assholes for like a solid five minutes in this oh, yeah. show. <laughs> no, we only, we only get to see uh, one of the Wakandans right now is when she's yeah. talking to Barnes on the street. And um, oh, yeah. It's very clever the way they do it. Oh, Cause absolutely. Because you, you got to remember, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a killer. Mm-hmm. He, he's a hitman. And it's like, he's always on watch. You got to think about that, how fucked up that has to be for a person. He's always, yeah. you know, looking. And he finds, what, that tiny little fucking pebble? That, boy, that little gym thing. And now he's ready. To, no, he's like, oh, God damn it. Now I got to go. <laughs> but he's, follows but the he's, track. Always, he's always, like, in action mode. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and that would be terrifying. Yeah, Dormalaji. Especially with that first episode, when that Asian girl, he just keeps looking around and looking around. And yeah. Like, is she going to kill this girl for a second? Like, for a split second, you're like, oh my God, is she one of them? Like, I, I thought for a second, too. Like, they never really revisited her much, but I, I, the, bar, the bartender was a little odd. I, yeah. I thought something was going to go down with her. And honestly, uh, side t- side next, that was episode two, uh, humor moment when he was sitting in the uh, at the bar of the Chinese restaurant waiting for her. Mm. Uh, there was one of those fucking lucky cats oh, with, yeah. like, the bobbing arm, and it looked like he was getting really annoyed with it, and I was ready for him just to, like, crush it. <laughs> so we got a little bit of action on this one with uh, Flag Smashers, don't we? Uh, yes, uh, because at this point, uh, this is when uh, Zemo helps um, Morgenthau at the funeral with her ado- uh, well, where they help find uh, the Morgenthau funeral, and um, Zemo destroys part of the serum before he's apprehended uh, by Walker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Wilson uh, gets up to uh, Carly, and this one he's like actually trying to talk with her, reason yeah. with her some. And that was actually a really cool moment because that fall, fell back to what uh, Falcon was already doing, which was being a um, like one of those um, trauma 
Um, like or, a counselor. Yeah. Yeah, he was being a counselor after the fact. So he was kind of really pulling in his counselor stuff and really kind of trying to talk with Carly and just being like, yo, well, you know, been, why are you been, doing he's, this? He's Have been, a seat. He's doing that one thing that uh, we don't do anymore called being diplo fucking medic. Yeah. And like, he's like, look, tell me why the fuck you're doing this and I'll mm-hmm. tell you my for it. And maybe we'll come, you know, reach across the aisle or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll let you rip off Walker's arm. I'll let you do that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, he's about to fuck shit up anyway. Yeah, because he's just in the fucking corner steaming. He's just ready to fucking bust on in there full guns a-blazing. Yeah. But no, he's just, you know, he's, he, he's very diplomatic when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but then, uh, like, what we, uh, well, you mentioned fucking uh, Walker comes in and just like says, where the fuck is she? I'm about to kick her ass. I'm yeah, about to kill her. And, and that completely uproots every fucking thing. If I was thing, Falcon, Falcon, I would put my hand on his chest and be like, she will rip your fucking ribs out. <laughs> I, I, I would have immediately just turned around and just knocked the motherfucker out. I mean, like, what the fuck, dude? I said, give me five minutes. You gave me a minute and a half. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> fuck you. Hey, what's weird is like the weird power structure of the characters. It's like, yeah. you can't go toe to toe with this weak motherfucker. Well, it's because he just feels like he's got the grit and he's got the shield. Yeah, I know, but still, you bu- can't like walk up behind him and cut his goddamn head off with a wing. Him, <laughs> him and his buddy. For him. him and his buddy. Yeah, that that poor bastard gets. Oh, uh, Lenny. Yeah. yeah, Lenny gets killed. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, shortly after because his buddy goes running on in, and um, yeah, it was it was a kind of a confusing scene where it looked like Carly shot him, but it was something like. Like one of the other, no, uh, he thought it was the other guy, but it was actually Carly that this, shot this him. That's what after, it was. This happens after the whole cottage show up. Because uh, Zemo's gone. No, this is when Zemo disappears. Yeah, all this is kind of like happening yeah, so, simultaneously. So, yeah, so this, uh, when, when Walker comes in tow with the Wakandans, he's already taken the serum, and that's yeah. what this scene is. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so at that point, uh, they wind up. Running up on these people, and fucking Zemo finds that shit, um, winds up smashing the fuck out all of it, but can't, but misses one vial. That's one enough. vial slips right under the thing. And by this point, Walker is just fucking grieving because of the old boy shot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my buddy. Which, come to find out, he was actually uh, one of his uh, like actual like assistants and like sidekicks in the comic book. Yeah. Okay. No, one of like Flag Smashers, not Flag Smashers, um, US, US agents, agents like uh, sidekicks in the actual show. But either way, um, so right at that point, he sees that fucking vial. And he picks it up. And I was expecting him to take it right then and there. Mm. And I was kind of disappointed he didn't. But instead, he just kind of tucks it just away. kind of pockets it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so at that point, uh, uh, he winds up running after that dude. And probably after pro- the freakiest moment in this entire Run, series. Running after the dude that killed Lenny. Yeah, running after the dude that killed Lenny. <laughs> what a weird name for a guy, too. Lenny. but yeah just goes out there motherfucking just decapitates him with that fucking shield yeah Yeah, just shows him like just kind of just whacking over and over and over like god and everybody like an episode of the boys everybody gets their cell phones out yeah Yeah, everyone's fucking got their phones out filming that shit what bothered me was like I won't say bothered but it's kind of like god damn moment is the blood on the shield yes it's just spewed all over yeah yes and granted, there should be a lot of blood on that shield because uh, of their physics. Yeah. <laughs> and the things that Captain America's done with it. 
but I don't think he's ever like thought it and decapitated a fucking Nazi with it or anything. Yeah. I'm assuming he has. You know, but but we but we as <laughs> spectators, right? We, we as spectators though have not seen blood on the shield like that though. Yeah, and honestly, it, it gave me goosebumps when I saw it. I was like, oh fuck, it's the boys now. <laughs> I don't think we've seen a Marvel hero or villain be that fucking brutal. You know, vis- physically, not with Disney, no, no. no. It, yeah, not that much blood. No, there'd be so much blood in the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dormelage, uh with uh, with fucking Zemo, uh, that was fucking cool too. And I love the bit where uh, where they're like fucking going at him and just fucking like tap oh, a yeah. couple things on his fucking shoulder and his arm just thunk, I falls been the like, fuck what off. The fuck, yeah. you cheating bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's because they built it. They know how to disarm him. But even when that ha- fight, when that fight just starts, I love Walker just casually walking up. Yeah, and like, hey, we could talk this out. And she just straight fucking puts that motherfucker in a chokehold uh-huh. and drops him to the ground <laughs> and like throws that spear and is the, the the shield's not going anywhere now. No, and she's basically, I took your fucking little toy. Uh huh. And he's like just pulling on it, yanking on and it, just trying. humiliates he's the trying. fuck out of and him. And like, I love like just Sam and Bucky just standing there, kind of just like, you got this. Yeah, get it, bud. You got it, bud. It's like you're. You want him to die. You want to yeah. watch him die. Get his head ca- ca- caved in by these fucking McCoddens. <laughs> That's what you want. Bucky could have said, like, he knows where Zemo is. That would have been the fucking end of him. Yeah. Right? They would have ripped something off. <laughs> that would have been the fucking end of him. Oh, and uh, something, else, something else we didn't touch on either was uh, when they went to the fucking dance club and Zemo doing oh, yeah, his, little da- his, right. his little dance. I love that scene. Well, that's when you find out like stuff like that. Like, when Zemo, uh, he's old money. He's not like some tech billionaire. No, he's no. from he's from like the Doom era. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like weird Eastern European rich. Mm-hmm. Y'all done some nasty shit to stay rich, huh? You he's got fucks. Fun. He's got funds. And uh, they kick off episode five in a big bad way too, because um, Falcon and Bucky catch up to uh, Walker. We're gonna need that. Uh, we're gonna need that shield. Yeah, yeah. And, and All that conversation is just like. He's, what was it, what was it Bucky said to him? He's like, no, I just don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many words. It's just like, fuck you, dude. Just, like, you deserve to get got. Yeah. yeah. And, and the break motherfuckers arm to take it off. It's like, god damn. Oh, he held on to that fucking thing for dear life. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, you're not ta- you're not taking away my binky. And one of the comments, they get he gets that shield taken off the hard way. Uh huh. They cut his goddamn arm off. Damn. And give him a shitty prosthetic and make him the warden of the raft. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what happens to him. In U- that's what happens in the comic. Shit. U.S. agent. He gets his fucking arm taken off because they want that shield. Damn. It's not his. Yeah. No. No, that's just like weird. But, it's, but, but it's, I, that's what I was waiting for because I remember seeing that in the comics when I was a kid. And like mm-hmm. they got his arm bent back and he's screaming. I'm just like, take it. Take it. <laughs> like I want Falcon just to be like wing. I just wanted, I just wanted that, and him have like a shitty Winter Soldier arm, but it's like made by America. It's yeah, like, it's just like it's not armor; it's just like two sticks and like, and like a hinge. And his motion is basically this. <laughs> and uh, but I really like that. And unfortunately, I didn't say that out loud. I was like, take it, Unfor- take it off. Unfortunately, <laughs> the only thing that I really wish again they had pushed further on was. By this point, it's kind of alluded to the fact he took the serum during the chase. Like, he kind of stopped midway through and took it. And then people were filming him doing that. And then it clips to him back in the U.S. in front of, like, Supreme Court or whatever. And they take away his... He, they dishonorably discharge him. Yeah, they take away his uh, pension and all everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and basically his say, title as Captain America. 
Which is stupid. And with. then that was yeah. it. Like, I, I was kind of hoping there was going to be a little bit of a bigger backlash because of so many people filming it and putting it online. Like, I was kind of hoping they were going to delve into the the social media, like the, the interpersonal aspects of how do you recover from doing something like that. I'm like, gonna... so what? You're being discharged. What happens in your life after that? Gotta I was kind of hoping they would dig into it. Got to have a big bad for the... Uh... For, an for another movie. Well, yeah, of course. But what's a way to build up the big bad? Have them fucking even talk, being talked shit to, you know, in day-to-day life. And hell, then we can even draw the parallel of, okay, he is technically a war hero. Yeah. You know, now all these people are being shitty to someone that did at one point in time fight for the MCU's version of America. You know, so was, it's like, that would have built an interesting dynamic. Here, here, here's, here's what I caught up from it. It pointed out the one thing that a lot of people don't want to say anymore. Some vets are fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and assholes, I mean, really want to kill. <laughs> I think that was actually kind of an overarching thing, even with Bucky's story. Yeah. Because well, because they get, he is absolutely a case of study for PTSD. You know, yeah, so is Walker. Exactly. We see, we see Walker freak out, too. Mm-hmm. And I think... And I wish they had done more with it, which is what I was leading up to. I wish we had seen Walker do more freak out moments. No, instead we get Julia Louis Dreyfus getting sitting, uh, oh, yeah, put Queen some Hydra. papers in front of him. Yeah, she's, she's oh really? She's Hydra. Queen Hydra. She's Queen Hydra. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Elaine Bennis. All right. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing about that yep. is, uh, <laughs> well, while hearing people talk about the uh, the deleted aspects and uh, storylines from this, if we look back in time, Black Widow was supposed to come out before this. Yeah. She makes an appearance in Black Widow where she's fully introduced. So her showing up in Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be a, there she is from Black Widow. Oh, okay. That kind of mean bitch when there's a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, because we were supposed to get, what, Black Widow last year or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so seeing her show up in this one and not really introduce herself was supposed to be kind of null and void. Like her just saying her name, we as the you know Marvel audience were supposed to know who she was already because of Black Widow. She supposed to be is she po- supposed to be like the arch nemesis of like say a Nick Fury too, like the leader yeah. of the ba- of the bad guys. Yeah, I mean we're, we're kind of jumping toward the end, but I really feel like it's going to be her and Thunderbolt Ross okay. kind of kicking off and being like the main villains of the next phase, and they're gonna. I really feel like they're gonna build up the Thunderbolts. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of like the anti Avengers is going to be the next squad of Marvel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think that's what they're going to build up to is the next. It's really kind of hard bad. to make that when you kill all your fucking villains. Well, <laughs> they haven't been right now, and that's very important to think about because how many Spider-Man villains are dead? Michael Keaton's still alive. Scorpion's still alive. Shocker's still no. Bo-Kin One Bo- of the shocker, Bokeem Woodbine still. And we also, we <laughs> also you got, don't kill Bokeem Woodbine. And we also got parallel universes. Fucking Loki's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there's plenty of villains, even in WandaVision. Um, Agatha, yeah, she's, she's not dead. dead. No. And so, and there's plenty that can be done with all of those. So I, I feel like they're kind of building up a super team right now. And hell, just even John Walker and Baron Zemo yeah. on a team, just that alone is going to be something worth watching. I would like to see how Zemo gets out of it. Yeah, I, I would too. I would too. And uh, yeah, and this is the first time that uh, we actually get a mid-credit scene on uh, episode five, and it's the one where uh, it's kind of like a 
fucked up version of uh, the first Iron Man movie. Because if you think about it, it's a really like dark mirror image. Because Tony Stark had a bum arm. Mm-hmm. Fucking John Walker's got a bum arm. And they did a lot of shot for shot kind of vibes yeah. of him hammering out that fucking redneck shield he's building in his garage <laughs> out of fucking, you know, styrofoam oh, no, no, no. and, you know, his trash can lid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very much a like a dark mirror image of the Tony Stark building this out of scraps in a cave. <laughs> He's just building this out of scraps in his fucking garage. I was hoping the whole time like a bullet go through that motherfucker. I was too. Him. I was hoping I like, like one of these guys just take their arm and go through that fucking shield and oh, just choke him to death. Dude, I was hoping fucking um, um, Bucky was going to wind up just using that metal arm and his just going thunk and yeah. just going straight fucking through and knocking his ass on his head. And uh, yeah, then after that we had episode six, which is the final episode, One World, One People. I love Walker for this one moment because he calls her out. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you ballsy son of a bitch. <laughs> How was her name said? How did you say her name? Uh, Carly Morgenthau. Because he says, Morgenthau, he yells. Yeah, and I'm just Morgenthau. Like, I'm just like, you stupid, stupid man. Get over it's here. It's like saying, like yelling at a raptor. <laughs> She's going to yeah. come at you so goddamn fast. And this is after, and like, I do love their plan. It's very elaborate. I was going to say, this is after like the Flag Smashers get a huge... Uh, plan together and oh, yeah. uh, very try to do like a yeah, big yeah. attack. Yeah, to, to kind of wrap up a little bit more of uh, the end of episode five. Yeah, um, Bucky hands off uh, a new suit to Falcon because he showed back out because because uh, Falcon also had the mirror. I he got that from Wakanda. Well, yeah, Bucky got gave it mm. to Falcon because he got it from the Wakandans because yeah. uh, he handed over Zemo. That's what it was. And as a return, he was like, "Hey, I'm just the delivery man," you yeah. know that kind of thing, and. uh yeah, uh, that by this point in the BC uh, B line, um, Falcon has already kind of understood and realized his position. Talked to Isaiah again, the set and the other was training with the shield with Bucky. He basically did a agree to disagree with Isaiah. He's yeah, like, I'm still going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, like I feel bad for you. you know? Kind of like I'm going to prove the old generation wrong, kind of yeah. thing. Being like I'm going to show that y'all's fight weren't for nothing. Yeah. You may you may have lost the hope. You may have seen. You may feel like it's a dead end in the end of your rope. But I'm going to show that your yeah. fight was worth it in the end. And then we see him come out in a brand new suit. Yeah. Uh, well, what, real quick before that part, though. Uh, so when Falcon does, uh, finally got all his shit together, mirror image of it getting the boat fixed up and the family stuff back together. I really liked uh, the back and forth that Falcon and Bucky were having because Bucky kept looking at uh, Falcon's sister and like kept, like giving her eyes and stuff. And Falcon's like, he's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome to stay here. Is that the other? Do you keep flirting with my sister? I will drown your ass in this water. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and you like, are not going to be in his family. <laughs> but I was even waiting for like Bucky to pop back and so What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty. Uh, At not, some point, he could have made a fucked up joke. Like, you know, I lived in Wakanda for like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So I'm down, bro. <laughs> And then he just puts on some headphones. It's the Rolling Stones brown sugar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, so like... Uh, oh, man, wouldn't it be fucked up if like Falcon's sister was on his list? <laughs> he just, he's like talking to him. Yeah, and just crosses her name out. He's like, done. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I really like the uh, I like those uh, banters. I like the uh, the kind of the compilation montage they had. Oh, of yeah, the family just, just and, everything. And, everything and Yeah, I dug that. Uh, it, it was the only time I ever got a Transformers moment, and I'm coining the Transformers moment, which is a blatant show of product placement. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only time I felt it because there was an egregious scene of Bucky cracking open some beer, label facing out. Taking a huge swig, nah. resting it on his chin and then, uh, resting it on his knee, and then going ah, and looking around some, and then it clipping to another scene. Now I'm just like, what was that beer? Like Corona or some, or like Bud Light. My, my favorite, still like Spider Man. That's my favorite product placement scene. Dr Pepper. <laughs> oh yeah, from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, Tobey Maguire one. Yeah, so that that was a good one. And uh, yeah, so at this point, I would have loved like a real version of Bucky, but like this is some nasty shit. <laughs> and like, why why did nobody drink full beer no more? Why is everybody drinking light shit? <laughs> give me a Pabst Blue Ribbon. No, give me a PBR. <laughs> something made by Germans. <laughs> give me a beer. Why does this Coke taste like shit? Takes me back to forty five. <laughs> takes me back to forty five. <laughs> And uh, and the flag smashers uh, are basically uh, zoning in on the fucking uh, government building, whatever it is for the GRC. Uh, the lights go down, everything goes red, you know, because of course big bad movie villains are coming in. So of course we have the stock red lights. Every building has red lights pre-installed just in case something bad happens. That way they can cut all the lights and then turn on the red lights, <laughs> just basically. to give a little bit of extra fear to everyone. It's more evil looking. Exactly. So that's basically where uh, five leaves off, and then six busts in with uh, Falcon wearing his new Captain America uniform, which, which is the one from the uh, new comics. Which it is looks awesome. like I was gonna say like one for one, great. I think Cap was saying you didn't. I liked it. Oh, okay, someone was saying they didn't like it recently. Psh, probably Tyler. Yeah, it may have been Tyler. DJ. <laughs> 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 Fucking stupid. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he flies in uh, to uh, help uh, stop the Flag Smashers, and they had a pretty cool little fight scene when Walker shows up, uh, Carly's out there, and they're Walker. all just kind of oh. fighting in the street. Yeah. And, and honestly, I wanted to see uh, if they were going to like basically fuck up a shield beyond belief. Although, I have to want to go, re-back, go back and watch it again. It feels like his shield got fucked up and then miraculously was okay again a few scenes later. <laughs> again, post, this was all during COVID. <laughs> well, I don't care. That's not even, that's not even a COVID thing. That's just a editing mistake. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah well, that show, I remember where the shield hits the ground. It's just a piece of bent-ass aluminum. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. And it felt like by the end of the fight, it was okay. Maybe he banged it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> White head on a few good times. This is the Fonzie fucking move. I am not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is for America. But I do love the fact that when uh, old Julie Louis Dreyfus shows up mm. and she's giving that little pep talk before. Oh, at the very end of the episode. No, no, before all this, she's like, "Hey, I got a job for you." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, who the fuck are you, you psycho bitch? Yeah. Well, that's what I was explaining earlier. If we, if uh, if everything had come out in the order it was supposed yeah. to, we would have seen her already. But yeah, his face is just like the fuck. This has nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you hand me a piece of paper? And uh, and this is actually when a big reveal comes out, which I felt like was going to happen, but so many people were in denial. I started second-guessing it. This is when we find out that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's how, a- how, how does everyone feel about that? I see her more as not a villain. Mm-hmm. 
but a civil one that has to do what they have to do because they chose. I'm not gonna say the wrong side, right. but the losing side during the Civil War. Right. Yeah. They chose. You know. They, you know. She helped break down Hydra, mm-hmm. but she's also the one who brought Ant Man to Captain America. Right. For the Civil War. Mm-hmm. She's going like outside the lines to get shit done. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's. Sure. Why? To me, it's like sure. Why not? We'll see how I it goes. See, I don't have a problem with her being a villain. Yeah. Villain. Villain esque. Yeah. But. Anti-hero. Yeah, I, I do like it that it's her. Mm-hmm. It's someone we know. Yeah, you don't have to go outside anymore and like pull another motherfucker. You know? mm-hmm. That's the same with uh, Leaper. You know, I yeah. love that he joined the Flag Smashers. Yeah, and she's the one that hired him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fight with Falcon and him is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, because he's still like, because remember, like, there's a whole training montage with the fucking mm-hmm. shield and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's got it down. He's doing some really cool moves with it. But it's like, really? The Leapers? <laughs> it capped through him off a boat in less than two minutes. <laughs> and um, one of the other things I thought uh, was pretty cool, too. Well, well, not necessarily pretty cool. I was just trying to uh, find lead in because while I was uh, reviewing where I uh, got left off here. Uh, no, because uh, by that point, Carter uh, reveals that she's the power broker and then shoots Carly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she, it was very simple. You know, like, hey... We can keep going, you know. We can keep fighting the good fight, but I really need you to be cool, bitch. Yeah, and just like I'm not cool, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, all right, you just guess you're just gonna get shot then. And then Falcon has his uh, big powwow with police officers. Oh, the and, speech. Yes, the speech. Yeah, which I thought was pretty good. I saw some people it, groaning about it online. I, it, I it, thought it was fine. It's a solid speech. However, it does go on a little bit too long. A little it, too long. It could have just been like. Hey, you're fucking up, government man. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how you're going to fix it. Or me and the other gods of the arena are going to show up and kick your ass. I know a man that's a spider. <laughs> <laughs> he will kill your electric. <laughs> but, but it felt like a very Captain America speech. It is. You yeah. know, and that's kind of where I was. And it very it. uplifts you because with a shot for shot with Brad, uh, old boy. Yeah. And it kind of uplifts everything. Yep. And I was going to say, and it, and I, I love that mirror of uh, Bradley watching it on TV and just kind of like come to that realization of being like, you know, that's something. He just did, did it. It's like that guy did it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He actually did it. They made a black man, <laughs> Captain <laughs> America. <laughs> I'll be son of a bitch. <laughs> and, um,. Yeah, and they just kind of slowly just kind of wrap it up in different parts. We see that Zemo is uh, trapped up in jail, and uh, mm. he winds up having some extra little mercenary crew kill off the last of the Flag Smashers that were hiding off that had Super Serum, so they were completely taken care yeah. of. And then that's when it clips to uh, Elaine sitting there with fucking Walker, uh, pe- giving him one more pep talk, going like, oh, our friend Zemo... Yeah. Which makes it sound like she's already been in contact with him, which makes it feel like it's going to be her and Thunderbolt Ross with fucking John Walker and Zemo and everyone else. I like his new costume because it's got the black black with the red. But it's the, it's the, it's the black flag, the black star and the flag. Because they killed the, uh, the, uh, surviving flag smashers too. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which sucks because I really like at least one of them being around, you know, just as a, as like the bodyguard that you would see, you know, mm-hmm. and like they take off the red, like they still be Flag Smasher or something like that, you know, just a standalone character, the Flag Smasher, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. The last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and Michael then, Richards busts in and he's like, I, the serum's not working. Right. <laughs> then uh, Falcon goes and grabs uh, Isaiah and is like, hey man, I got something to show you and shows them the, uh, the plaque. Uh, yeah, the where, statue and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and 
And that part honestly made me well up a little bit. I was just like, good deal. I like, it's like, I like that. And one of the other small little buttons they put on this that I was sorely disappointed in was Bucky pulls his shit and he's like, you know, I got shit I got to do. He does. He's got that. Listen he to he yep. knocks on old yeah, man's yeah, yeah. door. They show a quick scene of him saying, I got something to tell you. Promise then, you won't get mad. And yeah. And then like five seconds of like a quiet, slow montage and then him walking out the door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, this is Disney. The same motherfuckers that gave us up. The same motherfuckers that just gave us WandaVision. And you're mean to tell me that you laid this egg in episode one and you're not going to give me some fuck you emotional payout of like some trauma between the old man and Bucky, old drinking buddies? Yeah. Really? We're not going to address this? Like, it's like, I kind of was like upset I didn't get the abuse because I prepared myself for it. I was like, I feel like this is going to be heart wrenching and like, you know, a big character moment for him. And I don't know. It just, for that was the only bit in the entire series I was honestly let down on. I was hoping for a little bit of that emotional thing to really sell Bucky putting his mercenary winter soldier self behind him. Yeah, that's one thing that this series kind of lacks, really, is just that, like you, like you say, the emotional kind of, you know, uh, payoff that yeah. say a WandaVision series did or like mm-hmm. most Marvel movies did. that's kind of the thing with all these movies is that or like anything Disney or Pixar puts out it's supposed to make you feel something and this one just you know was, this series as fun as it was and it being mm-hmm. a nice little action romp you know uh, espionage what have you there's really no like there was plenty of heart but yes. you know there was a lot of there's a lot of you know dynamic in that mind frame to you know really write a story around or make you feel something with all these other characters that they leave out and here i can i can draw a perfect example the final episode of wandavision versus this final episode final episode of wandavision it's like after they have that big fight with agatha it's like heart-wrenching moment of her coming to that realization that things have to end and then it's like once you finally kind of get over that the kids thank you for being our mom and she's like thank you for choosing me oh you hit me again. And then fucking Vision coming in. I, why'd you turn the lights on? I wanted to look at you one more time. Oh my God, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're punching you at one after another after another. And then it's like, with this one, it's like you got the Isaiah Bradley bit. And it was just like, ooh, ooh, that was good. That was good. That was a good payoff. And then the old man scene, you're like, uh, what? And then like nothing else after that, mm-hmm. except for the mid credit scene. That really kind of, I want to discuss with you guys and see where you guys land, is Sharon Carter getting reinstated back into the government and then her immediately getting on the phone and being like, super soldiers may be off the table, but weapons and, you know, nanotech and this, that, and the other, you know, it's all, it's us, it's ours for the taking. Click and walks away. I see like it because, you know. I mean, she's kind of playing both sides. What if, you know, it's. You know, she's going to be that what if. You know, mm-hmm. What if, you know, Falcon fails or Winter Soldier fails or what if Wanda goes fucking ape shit? You know, yeah. we might have to put him down. Right. And, or what's her name? Photon mm-hmm. or whatever. What if, you know, the Secret Wars start? You know, yeah. We're going to need a defense force of some kind. Granted, they might not be fucking superheroes. Well, isn't that going to be Shield? I mean, a uh, Sword? I'm talking about if they fail. 
Oh right, right, this right. This is a this is a you know another. Well, yeah, uh, that would be sword though. They're talking about that's because that's why they're no, wanting to dismantle Carter's, Carter's thing with her with her ragtag bunch of assholes. I'm talking about if they fail, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it's it's it's. I see it like uh, Waller from fucking uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Look, we're setting this up in case heroes go nuts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I say it's a it's just a backlog of you know. I don't think she's gonna go full tilt and be like. I resurrected crossbones. I got a reaper, you know. <laughs> they got super fucking weapons that can tear Falcon apart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see her doing that. I well, see her just, like, preparing for the worst. I just thought, it, I don't see her really preparing for the worst. I feel like she has an agenda. That's what I oh. thought. Like, yeah. I, I don't she, think there's any, prepa- I don't think there's necessarily, like, a preparation thing. This is a plans changed. Now we're be. doing this. Yeah, like, be, she's going gonna, gonna to get hers from both sides. Yeah. yeah. And it could be, because, you know, Falcon's little fucking speech, you know, mm-hmm. with basically open borders, you know, this and that. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay. Where it's like, I'm Captain America, motherfuckers, at yeah. this point. Yeah. 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 But, you know, he's telling them to do the right thing, but the right thing is very blurred. Yeah. But talking about the Sharon Carter bit, the, the reason why it kind of stuck struck me as odd is... Even when she was in Madripoor talking with uh, Bucky and Falcon, she was mainly going, you know, I kind of had to do what I had, exactly what you were saying, I did what I had to do to get by, you know, I my name is no good in the U.S. anymore, this, yeah. that, and the other, and his promise to her was I'll get you pardoned and I'll get you back in the system and everything will be fine. So it really felt like that was the pretense of like, this is why I'm doing all this shit. If I can just get back good in with the government again, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be smooth sailing. In reality, she wanted to get back in with the government in order to do more shady shit. And that's why I said, I really wanted to discuss it because for that, it's, it's a total right. change in her character, though, and that's what I find interesting. Because so, because the whole entire series, even Zemo pointed it out, the entire series was kind of wrapped around people that Captain America gave the seal of approval to. He saw something in you. He saw something in you. So if you don't believe in yourself, that means Steve was wrong, which means I'm no good, too. So there was like this big hook of like Steve is the anchor Mm -hmm. and every person he gave the stamp of approval on really needs to, you know, show up because he didn't do that much. Well, he kind of did that to Sharon Carter, too. And now she's like going like a full 180. Yeah. And I just kind of find that be an interesting dynamic that she still seems to be playing nice with who we perceive as the good good guys, yeah. the Avengers team of family, but yet she is using them to get back into power and to do shady shit. I don't know. I, I can see it as like a disgruntled employee. It could yeah, go, it could go. It could go either way. Well, Zemo like a. The conversation Zemo has with him, he's like, the whole point of him going after Captain America mm-hmm. in the first place was he doesn't believe super soldiers should exist. Yeah. And then he has a change of heart and like one line of dialogue saying, Steve Rogers was the exception. Yeah. The one exception. Mm-hmm. Because he said something along the lines of uh, every super soldier uh, goes bad. Every yeah. single one. Every one of them. And, they, and then Falcon, he goes, hey, Steve never did. And yeah, that even made him pause. He goes, hey. He's the one exception. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved. I would have changed some stuff in the show. Mm-hmm. Like I would have loved, like when he goes to the uh, memorial thing and mm-hmm. shows so Bradley the the statue stuff. I would have loved Hannibal Burris just show up with a classroom of kids <laughs> and and like Peter be there. Yeah, and he kind of like side glances a little bit. He's like, 
and like Bradley, he's like like Falcon's like leading Bradley out, and he looks at him, he's like, you, <laughs> and that would have been the end. <laughs> Like, what I do? Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland be like, "What the fuck, bro?" And then all of a sudden, he just rips his skin off. <laughs> still because fresh. You can do that. Still fresh from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I was, I was gonna say, I know what uh, Chris's Spider-Man movie is gonna be. It's gonna be called The Spider-Man. Spider-Man is just Spider-Man. Him growing two more fucking arms and just yeah, like, it, feasting. On it's, it's not gonna be uh, the hyphenated Spider-Man. It's gonna be the Spider Space Man. Man. The Spider Man. Oh gosh. <laughs> I need John Goodman with his arachnophobia stuff. I mean, it's yes. Jonas, but, like, there's some other stuff I would have liked added because there are like a, some like little stuff that really make the show. The whole mm. like Hobbit talk when they're like, he's a wizard, he's a sorcerer. What yeah. the fuck's the difference? Like, yeah, a hat. There's a hat. The dialogue between the two of them was great. And he's like, That's what do you cute. know about the Hobbit? He goes, I, I read, read it, it when it was published. Yeah, right, when it first came out, you piece of shit. I, I knew J.R. Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> The little stuff really make these series. They, it really does. It's it really like does. The Mandalorian, the, yes. little, the little stuff, uh, like old girl with the the Alderaan mm, tap. Mm, you know, mm, I was just like, I'm trying. Uh, my buddy, she wants to watch it. Yeah, and I'm telling her it's such a good series. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, tell me something about it, and I just give her her that one right there. Yeah, I just tell her that's all I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that like the the space Nazi <laughs> with the gun to the head. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to call back to. Um, I like another Hydra person, mm-hmm. like maybe someone we didn't see, yeah, uh, who survived. You know, I would love to. I also was expecting to see Ross Thunderbolt Ross. That would have been cool because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's, he's not because he's very governmenty, and this yeah. was a government centric sh- show. Yeah, it's very uh, Tom Clancy. <laughs> uh, can can <laughs> you, you guys will. think of uh, any other aside from the funny little pin with Peter Parker? Um, can you guys think of any other mainstay MCU characters that could have been cool as a cameo? Oh man, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Where, or, could he, where could he have fit in? I think he would have fit in with uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, you know during the maybe. Hell, wait a minute. Uh, Let let me ask you this real quick. Uh, Side note. Where was the motherfucker uh, when Black Widow found him in Endgame? Was he in Madripoor? I have no idea, but I was going to mention Black Widow for mine. So, yeah, I imagine he probably was in Madripoor. So, that would have been an interesting wrinkle if they had been able to tie all that together. Like, if he had gone back. Yeah. Or if they, oh, or if they had made mention of uh, uh, the uh, Ronan or Rodin, Ronan, Ronan, yeah, oh yeah, about this fucking white ninja, guy, fucking yeah. dropping triad, uh huh, that would, yeah, so that would have been cool. I like that, Chris. Yeah, That's a good I, I one. Think, I think, um, I would like the the thing that Sharon Carter was still around when mm-hmm. that was going on, and she was like helping him. Yeah, she's like, and that I think that would have been a cool dynamic. She's like, I already helped one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, back when the blip happened, and he went nuts. <laughs> Okay, that would have been good. I'm not helping you. That would have yeah. been you know good. How many, people, how many gang members he dropped so I could get here? And it's like, holy shit, your your business is built on the bodies Hawkeye killed. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kevin? You think of any uh, good MCU cameos that would have worked? I'm surprised there wasn't like uh, some sort of Black Widow, you know, narrative tied in because she was always super close to you know that camp well, and that story dead. and all that. Well, like, Black, oh, yeah, Black she Widow. Is yeah, she, she's dead. Oh, from like the oh, game. gotcha. So the, oh, that's right because timelines were. But no. still, or the cool one timeline. The cool. The there's going to be several. But there's going to be there, there's one timeline uh, for now. This we're not going down DC routes here, brother. <laughs> there is one timeline. Funniest cameo. Where is Captain America? I heard he's on the moon. Yes. 
which is a call to the game, the Marvel's Avengers game. Oh, it's not just the game, but the comic book yeah. too. Yeah, but it turns out like in the game, Modok mm-hmm. captured Captain America yeah. and kept him on the moon. <laughs> no, like, the, uh, that's the, fucking hilarious. The current rumor for the MCU is that uh, Steve Rogers is actually in space with Nick Fury. On that fucking space station, we saw him in at the end of uh, the Spider-Man movie when he was like acting like he was on the beach, but it was like a simulation. And they could they could bring Steve Rogers back. They did. Oh yeah, they did figure out how to stay eternally youthful. I mean, uh, with their weird ass time machine. What, what's his head? The uh, the actor. He's already said he's like I'd be interested Chris in coming. Evans. Yeah, he's like I'm already interested in coming back. Fuck yeah, I'll take that I'll paycheck. I want him to come back as the Human Torch. I want him to come back as the Human Torch. <laughs> right. Wow, you look a lot like uh, so. Shut the fuck up. I'm on fire. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, honestly, uh, uh, I think uh, Thunderbolt Ross would have been a good one. Um, and, and now that you said the Peter Parker one, that, that actually would have been a really good to see Hannibal Burris roll in with the fucking or class. Or that kid that helped Iron Man at number three. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he served his purpose. Know, he like, was at the end just, of Endgame. Just like him being like hanging out in the yeah. fucking like Captain America memorial thing. Mm. Fucking with something Iron Man gave him, you know? Yeah. Well, we didn't even see anything close to that. That would have just been a new... I'm just trying to think of something that would have fit in with the narrative. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I really can't think of much more because the Peter Parker one fits in with the narrative and so does Hawkeye. So I just want to handle the to show up at the Captain America thing and be like, still a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, I can't wait for the next Marvel series. The next one coming up is going to be Loki and that's going to be coming out in a few weeks. And, mm. Am I be coming out by the time this episode comes let out me, or a uh, week or so after. Let me find that out actually. Yeah, because I'm sure that'll be extremely relevant by the time this episode comes out. I like <laughs> Frank <laughs> Toomes would have been a cool cameo. Who? Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, I just didn't hear what you said. That's Frank why I was like, Toomes. who? Okay, got it, got it. Uh, but yeah. no, he he would have been a cool cameo. I thought you said Frank 2, and yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is Frank 2? <laughs> How would you want... Uh, I, I had a question. I know where, where we're at Marvel and everything. How would you want it to wrap up? The whole series. Like the whole series? Finished phase four. Pan, by, like the, the fucking by the way, 50 look. some fucking movies. How many different shows. Mm. They ended at phase four. How would you want to wrap up the end? I mean, that's that's a loaded question. But yeah. Loki is scheduled to premiere on June 9th. Yeah, so a couple weeks from now. Um, hmm. I'll tell you mine. Okay. Michael I got Pena, one. Michael Pena just narrating the whole thing. You've brought yeah. You've told yeah. you told us about yeah. this before. That'd you know, be funny as shit. Cousin saw Ant Man and the Spider Man. They killed a dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want him. He'd be funny as fuck to show up in Loki. Just been like, where the fuck am I? And he'd be like, oh my shit, I know you, bro. And just like tell him off where Thor at. Just tell him the story of Thor three. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think some way. I don't know. That's that's difficult because because we don't know where it's going. Well, yeah, we don't know where it's going, and technically, Endgame would have been a great way to wrap I it was up gonna entirely. Say. Like that, that was a good button because it started with Iron Man, ended with Iron Man. So that was kind of my thought, and then it was okay. Well, maybe give us a really big send off with Captain America. Well, fuck, we also got that too. It's like it really feels like you know a way to end it would be with those two. And the only other person I would say maybe kind of ended it with their death, but unfortunately they just hadn't, I don't think it would work out the way it would need to work out because of the licensing deals, but Spider-Man, I feel like there is a Spider-Man death movie that can happen that could be like the end of the series as a whole too. Well, as a Spider-Man fan, are you excited about the next movie? Uh, Supposedly in space, I guess. 
Well, see, I, I don't know. I, supposedly in space, supposedly a multiverse, supposedly this, that, and the other. I don't, I don't know at this point. The only thing I've got at this point is I saw the new Venom trailer. Oh, yeah. I, did, yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. It looked like they went kind of goofy. I, and But the thing is... is Where's that's the what chocolate? Be, I was like, oh, God damn it. Well, that's what people were saying was uh, the highlight of the first one was the goofiness. So it yeah. seems like they were trying oh, they're to... Brevity, but, yeah. but Carnage is in this one, isn't he? Woody Harrelson, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's supposed to be, and he's supposed to be like super, you know, evil and super bad and super he like, you know, like monstrous, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Cle- Cletus Cassidy was a uh, serial killer locked up in a psych ward. You know, uh, super and then, fun. And then he, and then he wound up sharing a cell uh, line with Eddie Brock. The Venom symbiote found Eddie, busted him out, left a little bit of the symbiote behind. It mutated, asexually changed into Carnage, and then it attached to Cletus Cassidy. And then because Cletus had a more fucked up mind than Eddie Brock did, the symbiote heightened that and called himself Carnage. And basically just turned into a fucking mass murdering killing machine. Like like his hands would turn into axes and spears and just like he would gut motherfuckers. Yeah, he's hard to fight in the games. Yeah, like he he had like a whole like multi comic book crossover called Ma- Maximum Carnage that yeah, spanned yeah, like yeah. sixteen issues. Yeah, I remember that. I have to watch that trailer after this. It it's, it looks okay. They, they they've already done a retcon because at the end of the uh, first Venom movie we see Woody Harrelson as yeah. uh, Cletus Cassidy and he's got like what looks like a fucking raggedy and goddamn yeah. wig on. Yeah, goddamn. And, and by this point he's just got like short red hair and I'm just like okay. So it's just good. natural born killers <laughs> or some shit. Not yeah. even that, man. He... I actually still haven't seen the first Venom movie. So it's okay. And Venom is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains and yeah. no. I I, just, I had no like interest in watching across it. the board. Everybody's just kind of meh with it. Well, it's because for this is a whole separate episode. Yeah, but, really. <laughs> but it's like for me, you you cannot tell a Venom story that does not involve Peter Parker. Yeah, the murder. Literally, Peter part of his origin story is Peter Parker. And so the for the fact that Peter Parker commits. So for the fact that. I, they are trying to do any sort of movie without Peter Parker or Spider-Man being in it. I have no interest because at that point, that is not the same character I enjoyed. Because the character I enjoyed was Eddie Brock and Peter Parker having a rivalry. Peter having the symbiote for a while and sloughing off him, going to Eddie. And the cool part about it was since the symbiote is a living, breathing thing, it gave Eddie all of Peter's memories and past. So all of a sudden, Eddie knows who Peter is and who MJ is and who he genuinely cares about. And guess what? Because the symbiote was attached to Peter for so long, it doesn't trigger his spider sense. So Venom can legit sneak up on the motherfucker and him not know. So it's like, he is a good villain for them to try to make a movie without any of that. This is like, I'm not interested. Yeah. It's it's not like the Joker where you can take a human character and flip it into, you know, a a solo movie. movie. You didn't like the new Joker. Fuck though. It's taxi driver. I liked it. Well, exactly. It is taxi driver. Taxi driver. (laughs) I liked it. With the fucking, uh, killing joke narrative behind it. It's just, I don't know. I good, liked I, it. I didn't like the whole like, oh, Bruce Wayne might be your half brother. I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we remember from I that movie though. Thing, uh, like a fan thing made the perfect, like the perfect story of who the Joker really is. And it's well, we've already hopped over to DC now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a phenomenal. I'll tell you about it later. But, <laughs> when we do our watch along with the fucking Snyder cut, I was gonna say fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do like two hours. In. Can we stop? Yeah. 
Can we fucking stop? <laughs> just, be, just be like, chapter five, fuck. <laughs> well, we'll be revisiting some more Marvel shit when Loki comes out. But until then, this has been another good episode of the Couch Potatoes. I've been Alex. This has been Cap. And Chris, do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? If Spider-Man had just shown the fuck up in the show, <laughs> it would have just been hilarious for them to see the fear in their eyes and Walker like just caught, casually walking over to this kid. And like, what's so dangerous about him? And Peter Parker just gets the spidey sense like, oh man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Rips his ribcage open and uses it as a subwoofer in his new car. <laughs>